Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the first iteration of Armchair MMA Hour. This is Joshua. And your co-host, Kevin. We're brothers, and we're big MMA fans, and we're super excited to kick off this MMA podcast. We're hoping to fill the void for Tuesday content moving forward. And um, it's really cool. We're going to cover UFC 265 today. Uh, We're both Texas boys, uh, and it was in Houston, and our man Derek Lewis was fighting and it did not go the way we were hoping. It is a tragedy. The entire state is flying the flags at half-staff. Man, that Frenchman came to town and made Derek look like a fool. Man, I hate to say it. I have all the respect in the world for Derek Lewis, but that was a that was rough, man. Yeah, man. Derek uh, definitely kind of showed a little bit of quit in him there, as we've seen before. But As Ron White would say, that man got a lot of quit in him. Yeah, but I don't blame him, though. I mean, I would definitely <laughs> laid it down myself. I don't think anybody's upset with Derek. I think Derek had a... I wouldn't have went in there in the first place. I think yeah. Derek had a one in a million chance to win that fight. And, uh, and I feel like he kind of... Well, I don't actually. I think the... I don't know the exact striking numbers, but I know Cyril Gain was in the hundreds, and Derek landed eight punches. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's it, life up. And, and and it's not even like Derek wasn't trying. Like Derek pressed. Right. Derek threw bombs. It's just bro, Cyril is jumping rope that whole time. Yeah, I don't think anybody's tried to or anybody's made Derek look that bad up until this point that I can think of. I mean, I know DC made it look easy, but different way. It wasn't like a beating like that. So. Mark Hunt beat him up. But that was kind of a funny deal. Derek had herniated discs in that fight, and what clearly wasn't himself. Yeah, Derek's always got a lot of excuses. But, no, nah, I mean, in all seriousness, he was kind of hurt into that one. But um, he at least landed. I mean, he had his moments. You know, in this fight, it was, it was completely embarrassing. I mean, he definitely hit Mark Hunt with the thunder, and he's just got a cinder block for a head, right? So yeah. it was going nowhere. Yeah, I mean, and that's how most of his fights go. I mean, at least he has his moments, man, and you at least think he has a shot. I don't even know if I thought Derek had a shot. I mean, I did, you know, the first minute, but I mean, after after he kind of swung for the fences a few times and it wasn't even close, and I could tell that Gon wasn't really caring. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was you as good know, as over. You know, I kept thinking that if it could go long enough, you know, because Cyril was literally like in there smiling, you know, and uh, I kept thinking that he was too confident. I thought and he'd that- get tired, dude. The way he moves. Like like a middleweight, I thought he would get tired. Like bouncing like that, dude. Like a lot of times, sometimes you start getting in the third round, like that bouncing shit goes. Really incredible. But I mean, really it, incredible. It didn't go that long, right? But I mean, he didn't like he was getting tired one bit. Oh no, no, yeah. he could have done that for forty five minutes. Yeah, man. That's, um, that's and, scary. And, and the fact that well, you know, he may tire in other fights whenever he's being pressed, and he's being made uncomfortable, right? But Derek never right. made him uncomfortable once. He was fighting his fight. And whenever a guy's controlling his breathing and fighting his fight, they can do that for forever. And that's where Gone was in that fight. And it was it was really incredible to watch. I'm 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 definitely interested to see how him and Francis goes. Yeah, uh, I'm curious about that as well too. I, I, and I know that you won't be hearing anything out of Johnny Bones Jones about this. I bet I don't think he's going to be calling for Gone anytime soon. Like anyone's going to be calling for Gone. Well, I mean, his big bone to pick with most heavyweights is like you know they're slow. They ain't got no movement. Well, okay, Cyril Gone does. So I mean, yeah, you know, he's a freak athlete <clears throat> just like Bones too. So I mean, that could be a very interesting match. But I mean, we're definitely looking ahead because Francis is still that dude, man. Like. And I saw that Stipe's already signed the contract to fight John. But John ain't trying to fight till 2022. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just all lip service, right? Um, I feel like John's dumb. I think that, like... I think John I, definitely I, I think missed his opportunity. I think, I, that, think, I, think, I think he's that's a super winnable fight for him. 
Sebae's kind of getting over that hill a little. I'm mean, not saying that Sebae can't go out there. But and you could go in there and get a win over the guy who's supposed to be the greatest heavyweight of all time. You could immediately be like, I'm the fucking goat. At least, right? yeah, at least re-solidify And you could avoid those Cyril Gaon problems for a little while, and you could avoid those mm-hmm. Terminator Francis Ngannou problems for a little while. It just builds the fight, you know? Like I yeah. Said, I mean, like these, I don't know where these guys, I, I, I mean, sometimes it's just like, I feel like they just would do better if they just fight more, even though I know they're trying to hold out, get more money. It's like sometimes I feel like, you know, you could have fought a fight in between there and you wanted to get paid double, but if you had fought two fights, you'd have got paid double. Yeah. But, I mean, again, I, I understand they're trying to get paid more and stuff, though, which is a whole other conversation. But Man, I don't know what goes down between Francis and Gon. I think that – I don't think that Gon's going to be able to hurt – Francis. I think that Stipe hit Francis with everything, and Stipe is a killer, and he couldn't really hurt him. He just had to wear him down after he, like, you know, like, Francis lost that first fight because he, like, blew his wad, and, like, it was, like, adrenaline dump under the big lights for the championship, you know what I'm saying? But he was never, even under, even after all that, endured for 20 minutes of gassed out against a dangerous dude like Stipe and was not put away. Like, you're not putting that Terminator away. That dude's never going to sleep. I don't think anyone's ever putting the Terminator to sleep, the Predator to sleep. I think it's I think it's a wrap. And so I think well, that I mean, gun that, can outclass him. That's what I'm saying. That being said, though, I mean, I don't really see Frank. I don't know if Francis... Well, I mean, I feel like Francis can put Gon out. I think but, that, I he, think he that Francis has zero respect for Gon's power because they've been in that... They've sparred together. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, it doesn't matter how good your footwork is. It doesn't matter how crispy your jab is. Whenever Francis puts you in a gunfight and he's packing bazookas, he wins. You know what I'm saying? Like, he will run at you. Like, did you see what he did to Biggie Boy Rosenstring? Oh, yeah. Oh, he yeah. took that man's soul. Yeah, no, that's, and so, that's what Francis does. So. Yeah, and so, you know, the, I, I appreciate Gon's footwork, but I don't think he's going to be able to avoid them Francis nukes for 25 minutes. I think that Francis is a better athlete than John, or than, 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 than Derek. I think that Francis that's will win those. There. I think Francis will win those clinch battles. Like, Gon looked stronger than Derek in the clinch. I don't think that he'll be stronger than Francis in the clinch. I think it's a, I think it's a, a clear in the favor of Francis in my book. But um, we'll see. Time will tell with that. Time's going I mean, to tell with that. And it looks like, you know, I mean, Vegas is rarely off. And right now, Gon's, looking, Gon's the, the, the favorite. It's, you know, a slight favorite. Oh, really? But, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean we'll they, see. they know. They know what they're talking about. Yeah, no but, doubt. But, you know, my thing is... Uh, I like to bet on dogs who have power. And if Francis, the biggest power puncher on the planet ever, is a dog, you better believe I'm putting money on that. Because well, it's so you, early. You, it's so, you know, you know how it is. It's like, what have you done for me lately? That's why everybody's all on gone. Exactly. I mean, exactly. as, as, as you know, training footage comes out and stuff like that, it, those odds will get a lot oh, bro, closer. As everybody's pussies start throbbing, bro, everybody's going to realize that Francis is that dude. No doubt, no doubt. So the next fight on the card was the co-main Aldo Munoz. You want to kind of pick up from there? Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, it was it was kind of refreshing. It looked like it was, I mean, heck, a couple years ago. I mean, it was the it was the Aldo of old, if you will. I mean, he was out there throwing leg kicks, mixing it up. I mean, he looked sharp, man. I mean, his I, boxing was next level. Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, I thought there was a possibility of him. I always think though that with him at this weight class, he's gonna run into some cardio issues and. Man, I don't know what no, that guy's man. doing. He but looked so strong in the second and third. Like, you know what blows my mind, man? Is he is a year younger than T.J. Dillashaw? That's just, oh, just thinking of like you know that because so he's, much, so many more MMA miles on that man. That's crazy, man. Yeah, because like good, good if you look at him too. 
you would think that, you know, TJ's like the younger guy, but no, man. Yeah, Aldo looks like he's been to war. Aldo looks like, yeah, Aldo looks like he's been four years at Nam, bro. Like, he... Yeah, man. He looks well. And he looks so humongous. Like, he looked way, way, way bigger than Munoz. It looked like Munoz's power didn't affect Aldo at all. Like, Aldo Has he was, at, is, a, is, a, is a problem right now. I'm having a little bit of a brain fart. Has Aldo lost at Bantamweight? He's already lost at Bantamweight, right? Oh, he lost uh, that uh, Marias fight, which was... Highly questionable. Yeah, that's the only one, right? Um, both the times that he got the work from Holloway, that was at Featherweight, right? That was a featherweight. I feel like <clears> so he hasn't lost to Haldo. What I'm getting at is he's definitely had to have lost to Bantamweight because he well, he definitely lost to Marais. No, um, just to someone else. Because oh, he got his ass back. Peter Yawn. Peter Yawn beat the brakes off that, that man. I was about to say, why isn't because Aldo's got such a big name, he'd be fighting for a title. But of course, they tried to set him up, and he had to freaking fight Yawn. So I mean, as far as I'm concerned, too. Can we just get Yawn and Dillashaw? That's the fight that I want to see. Dude. <coughs> I could care less about Sterling. <laughs> not that Sterling's not a great fighter. Ster- I actually, I actually really like Sterling. I just, man, I'm just ready for them guys to fight and um, and and just you know, we no one wants a fight to end on that note. I gotta tell you, though, Sterling was getting whooped, and and he was trending down, and Jan was trending up, and it yeah, was like it was like bro, the next two rounds were about to be one of the most vicious ass whoopings that Sterling's ever taken. And that knee was a gift from God, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, Aldo's a real problem. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously Peter Yon's still there, but I think that now that he's kind of got his cardio in check a little better, and he's got his boxing a little bit better in check, he's gonna be a real problem. Yeah, I think throwing so more, too, throwing too, more honestly, leg kicks. I love it. Well, also too. I mean, it's just a matchup thing. I mean, I think Aldo who matches up really well against like a like a Dillashaw or anybody else really. It's just Yon is. Jan's just a like a just a better striker really, and he can stand in the pocket and and and, and his take down defenses out of this world. Yeah, so I mean, uh, it might just be a Jan thing. No, he's just got a particular skill set that translates into some fights really, really well. Man, dude, if we moving on to the next fight, Chiesa and Luke, man, that's one. Of, that's actually my biggest bummer of the entire card. Man, that was like I two had, minutes of pure fire. I had high hopes. Yeah, it was fun fight. Don't get me wrong, I loved it. But uh, I, I just have such high hopes for Chiesa and. Um, well, just, you, you know, we're we're both thick boy fans, and you know, Shab's been riding the Chiesa pecker for forever, calling oh, him the yeah. dark horse of the division. Um, you know, I, I, I just I, I'm like his swagger player. though too. You know what I mean? Like I said, he's a he's just he's a well spoken guy. Uh, you don't talk about my mom. <laughs> Listen, if that doesn't win you over, then nothing will. Right? Dude. Like the dudes, the dudes injury. Man, that's whenever Kevin Lee had his little moment, though. Man, Kevin Lee was on fire whenever that happened. I mean, he hit he hit Chaz in his mouth whenever that happened right after that, and then he submitted him in the fight, and um, then it just kind of kind of went crazy. I think that's him. what sent Chaz packing to uh, Welter. Is that the last fight he lost? That may have been the fight that sent him to welterweight. Either way, we can't speak too ignorantly on that. But, um, yeah, man, uh, shout out to Vincent Luque for catching him in that Darst, man. He's he's next in line. He's next in line. No, he can't be with Leon Edwards, man. Like, dude, what's Leon Edwards got to do to get a shot? Oh, you're right. You're right. But also at the same time, man, it's like Leon... This is the one. But it's thing. like Leon lost, lost. Leon lost that fight. Leon lost that fight in the Usman. fifth. Well, he's already lost to Usman. Well, and he lost that fight to Nate. <laughs> I mean, me being a Nate fan, as far as I'm concerned, pride rules, right? Exactly. Like if it was a street fight, like we all know who. Like if, like if everyone likes to think of the fight as if it were to go on for infinity, who was going to win this fight, right? And it was clear that if there had been three more five rounds, if there had been three more five minute rounds, Nate would have whooped that ass. 
And so it's hard. It's hard to give a guy who didn't finish strong like that. I mean, we're just big Nate fans. I mean, Nate got his ass beat for four rounds and then came in there. And, but hey, man, imagine if he'd have put him away, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine if he'd have put him away. If he'd dude. put him away, I'd literally be fucking he, trying honestly, to find his taint to lick honestly, it right if he'd have put him away, it'd have been the worst thing ever. They probably would have gave him Kamaru Usman. And that would be the biggest mistake that uh, Nate would Nate would actually go to sleep. It's very possible, dude. That dude, Kamaru, is so scary. What he did to, to Jorge... It's fucking legit frightening. Absolutely, man. It's legit frightening. Oh, oh. And then uh, I guess, you know, we want to continue working our way down the card here. Uh, man, Angela Hill and, and Tisha Torres, the, the grudge match. It was a... Uh, Tiny I mean, Tornado got that girl's number. I mean... This is all it is. She, she outgrappled her last time, and she outstruck her this time, and uh, that's that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's really just simply that. She's got her number. All I mean, the respect just, in the world to Angela Overkill Hill, though. Yeah, man. I mean, she was calling her out. I mean, she's she's game too. She'll fight anybody, right? I love that in her interview. She was talking about how she likes to think of her uh, her skills that she's developing, like an RPG video game, and she has like her striking skill tree maxed out, and she's trying to develop experience so that she can get XP and these Dude, other skills. Angela Hill is, I feel like they're they're missing the mark somewhere with her. Like that girl is so personable and so she pretty, does, very she, pretty, very pretty. She has the coolest little like um, like ad drops for other companies and stuff. Like she'll. She'll dress up and get into characters and make it real fun, man. And, uh, I mean, again, like I said, I'm a big fan of her. And, and isn't she, like, really, like, low-key, like, one of the only African-American women in, in all of the UFC? Uh, yeah. She's, like, she's definitely she's the only the one, one in the top she's, 15. She's, in yeah, the exactly. If she's not, she's got to be one of the only ones. Um, another cool thing about it is uh, she, I think, I don't know if it was her first fight in the UFC, but it was one of her first fights in the UFC was actually um, at a, a fight night in Houston. And I actually went to that one. But it was, uh, it was a couple years ago, though. But anyways. That's was, right for yeah. your birthday. I remember that. Yeah, I can't remember who she was fighting, though. Oh, she was fighting at 115. She was fighting uh, Jessica Andrade. And that fight was such a good fight. And, Man, and banger. I that, that's that whenever they started calling her Baby Cyborg. And uh, But anyways... Yeah, man, great fight though. Like I said, uh, I mean, Teach Torres is just so skilled, so polished, and she's kind of on a little on a little tear right now. I mean, I'm I'm curious what she does. I mean, she's she's fought everybody who's who's damn near held the belt. I mean, she's she's a seasoned veteran, man. So I mean, if she's gonna do it, now's the time. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, she's a, but she, she seems always fall <coughs> short. I mean, like yeah, I mean, it's, it's just people. one of those things where like she's a really talented girl. She's a big problem, but like a. Uh, I think she lacks some of the physical tools to like really put her over the top. Right? Like she goes and gets to where she's fighting other girls, who have put in the same work as her, but are just like bigger. You know what I'm saying? Like it just comes down to their bigger, bigger sharks out there in the water, and she you know, all the respect in the world to her. And you know, we'll see where she goes. Yeah. The Song Yadong and Kenny fight was a real, real fun fight. Yeah, um, damn good fight. Both those guys are young men, and uh, I mean, just they're gonna be fun for years to come. Um, I'll tune into either one of those fights. How old is, uh, one of them is like 24 or something, bro. And I think it's Song. Yeah, yeah. He's the younger of the he's two. He's 24. But I think Kenny's only like 27. That's what I'm saying. They're both young. But I mean, 24, imagine him in three years. Yeah. He's three a, more years of experience, dude? Holy moly. Having the whole of China behind him, working him, making him perfect. I wonder how it works out, though, because it seems like a lot of um, a lot of fighters that are like Sean O'Malley is definitely him. He, he's kind of one of the one, the brighter ones but it seems like when they start really young um, if, once they start getting into that deeper pool of the water there it kind of they lose one and if their ego goes kind of like a Kevin Lee and um, things just kind of oh it's an unforgiving because I mean Kevin Lee was so young and I thought for sure like, this guy's going to be champ and now I don't I don't know anymore listen bro whenever you're forging katanas some of the motherfuckers break 
Yeah. You know, it's whenever you put the heat to that steel, not every bit of steel that you put into that forge comes out of it whole. Yeah. And that's the bottom line is this is the this is the hottest burning furnace in the world and we're shoving humans into it. And uh, not everybody comes out the champ, you know, not everybody comes out uh, unscathed. Absolutely. This is the bottom line. Like I said, those two will be those will be fun to watch for years to come. I mean, Song could be a champ one day for sure. Absolutely. And so we don't. I'd say we don't need to necessarily go and talk about every other little fight. I'd say let's just go ahead and jump right into. Well, one uh, thing yeah. is this: Why don't you? I mean, I, I was gonna. I mean, just jump right into what you thought. You know, one of your your favorite fights of the nights was for me. It was uh, it was Bobby Green and Fazeev, man. I mean, that was <laughs> that might actually that probably was the best fight. I mean, that was the best fight on the card to me. Uh, I was really hyped about that fight. I know that Fazeev dude like. Nobody would fight him. And uh, Bobby Green's like, I'm your Huckleberry. And that dude's <laughs> game AF, man. He's always, for better or for worse, been down. Man, it was a truly awesome fight. And whatever judge did not give that <laughs> third round to Bobby Green needs to get his license revoked. What was he watching? I don't know, but I've seen a, I haven't even read the article, but I've seen an article already that he, that, that judge is coming out trying to defend that score. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I, if you didn't write down that you were asleep then there's no defense, you know, like, as far as I'm concerned. I'd have been like, hey, I was asleep. And that's the only excusable defense. You know what I think, you know what I think is, that, is that these guys get so hung up on pressure, right? Like, like octagon control. Like, that's one of the things they're supposed to look at, yeah. right? But I think that they're, like, mismanaging its worth, right? Like, you can't – it's like what uh, Sandhagen said about T.J. Dillashaw. I feel like we should yeah. be past the point where you can just march forward and eat shots and get the win because you were the guy marching forward. That's cooler than that guy. That guy Sandhagen oh, just says, I just like how chilly he is. Took how, that on the, he took that how, whole deal on the chin. Yeah, yeah he's going to come back stronger. His stock only went up. But he's but even he's just a real intense guy, man. Like, really intense. But anyways, you know. His stock only goes up. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, he's, I, I, he's game AF. I loved this fight as well. Uh, Fazeev, I think the last fight I saw him fight, he threw body kicks repeatedly on the dude and just, like, folded him with those yeah, body kicks. And, bro, I think so. Green did not give a fuck. About them, Bobby, uh, like he, like he would kick him, and Bobby was just like, nah, yeah, exactly. like just shaking his head at him, not, and just like daring him to kick him harder. And uh, Bobby's one of those guys who's really shining during the COVID times, man. He's just one of those, yes, I mean, like a Kevin Holland. He's like, I- I'm, I'm there. Which, yeah. speaking of COVID times, the fight that I really liked a bunch was Minifield and Herman. Yeah. It was one of the only fights that actually went to the decision, but it was a firefight the whole time. Mm-hmm. And Minifield's like an up and comer. I saw him. Uh, whatever he first started um on the the contender series he's actually an acquaintance of a personal friend of mine they went to college and played college football together yeah texas kids yeah yeah texas a&m commerce there's like a real neat little connection there and so big 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 jock rider of alonzo minifield and i mean he's uh (laughs) that man alonzo is literally throwing hammers i think that anybody else on the planet would have been knocked out i think he'd have knocked out heavyweights with them things I don't know, man. Like I said, I'm, I'm really high on Alonzo, and, and I like watching Alonzo, but uh, I'd be a liar if I don't remember what OSP did to him. Oh, man. Well, kinda... Yeah, OSP is a freak, though. OSP is, like, he is, one man. of the biggest middle, uh, one of the biggest light heavies around, and he, he, he was working that teep kick really well. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> was a little too much too soon. Yeah. But, hey, what you going to do, right? Hey, you know, you got to figure out where you're at. And they fed him. They, I love that they fed him up. They're, they're confident with the guy. They, they, they're high on the guy. And they fed him to someone high up the chain. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's kind of like a, um, like a, well, I mean, really, he's. I think he'd really thrive at middleweight. But um, it'd be the same thing. I mean, he's just really behind on the skill set side of things. He just hasn't been doing it as long as a lot of these guys. 
But it's so goddamn physical. Exactly though. But that's what I was saying. That's the problem with OSP. It's just like OSP's been doing it longer than him and is probably a little better athlete than Alonzo with him playing D one ball, you know what I mean? Yeah, D one starting middle linebacker from uh Tennessee, I believe. Yeah. And um so, you know. It's just like very similar, very similar body type. It's just like Alonzo it's like Alonzo two point right? Yeah. Like the bigger, badder version of him. That's but, a, that's why we all fighter always though. Tough. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Is Alonzo's kind of like a like a middleweight Derek Lewis? I mean, you know, he's always there with his power, but uh, he's probably gonna be lacking in the skill department a little bit. But one hundred percent gonna be there with the heart and the well, and the finishing capabilities. Well, he's in a great camp. Hopefully, they get him caught up. I mean, it's, uh, we haven't really got to see his wrestling. He might be a fantastic wrestler. It's probably disrespectful you know, to say he, like, might, he might take your arm home. Right? He's just like trying to play to his skills, um, and also, um, I just think. It, it, if he could, uh, I don't know if he gets panicked, or if he just um, has kind of some some bad rhythms. But those overhands were were a little wild. Like I feel like if he'd have brought a couple of uppercuts, like a couple shots straight down the middle, he'd have, he'd have put them away. But those like overhand shots really weren't translating a lot of power. But um, either way, man, I'd really like to get to talking about the bonuses, right? Um, I think there was what six bonuses got handed out last fight. Yeah. So I mean. I mean, uh, the most obvious one was uh, was fight of the night, and that was uh, that was Fazeev and, and Bobby Green. I think nobody disagrees with that. So. I think that judge who made it thirty twenty seven would disagree. Who calls a thirty twenty seven fight fight of the night? Man, all I know is that guy. It doesn't even count, man. I, mean, I hate but, that dude. I want to fucking fight that guy for real. It bothers me so much. The thing is about it is, it, I mean, it's trash, right? But Fazeev won the fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it kind of didn't change anything, but. Uh, Besides, just further put a, an emphasis on how terrible the judging is in MMA. Which I really love how PFL does it. PFL puts it to where uh, the judges are on Front Street. The, yeah. what, the, what the commentary crew thinks is on front, front Street. And also what the fans abroad think. They put all that shit on Front Street and they cross-reference it all. And they'll call out whoever the odd man out is. You know what I'm saying? Like PFL's like, why is this one judge see it differently than the two other judges? The fans... And the commentators, what's going on here? You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's it's nice how they how they are so on front street with that in PFL, and I wish that the UFC would adopt something similar. Yeah, man. Some of these outside organizations do some stuff a little better. It's oh, yeah. just the UFC so far ahead, man. It's not even. It's just the talent yeah. is outrageous, yeah, and, exactly. and, the, and there's something powerful in capitalism about being first to market, right? Mm-hmm. They're first to market. They they crush that shit. And I mean, they just got all the, the friends on the right places too. I mean, they're spending big money to get into these different countries and stuff too. So I mean, they're just gonna. Further, these countries are indebted to Dana White and the UFC on certain things. So it's like you know, it's it's tough. Yeah, they're out there doing big boy moves. Um, I know one of the other people who got a performance of the night. It's funny actually, is a uh, Cyril Game. He believe it or not, did not have a performance of the night until the post-fight press conference. Um, John Morgan actually asked Dana White, he was like, uh, no no performance bonus for Cyril Gain? What's up, man? He, he looked great. And Dana was like, man, yeah, 50K for Cyril Gain too. So shout out to uh, John Morgan. I feel like Cyril Gain should take him out to dinner or at least give him a dope, you know, sit-down interview because, you know, he does the, I think he, I think he's with MMA, MMA Junkie. But anyways, he does a lot of the sit-down stuff, so. Definitely shout-out like, to that guy who was like, hey, oh, Dana, like, that uh, guy just came in and won the heavyweight championship in his opponent's hometown yeah. and looked wonderful with a second-round knockout. Pretty much what like, he said. He was like, yo, what's up? But, I mean, he's done that kind of stuff before, but other people have done that as well, too. They've kind of talked in and into some things, and, 
hey man, I like it. Well, I think that's what everybody kind of likes about Dana is that he's a real human who can be talked into shit and who is fallible. Really, he's admittedly fallible, you know. Oh, so that's I mean, cool. Yeah, like I said, some of my favorite things to watch is those, um, you know, pros fights straight after the press conference. I mean, um, after the oh, pay per view. He's so charged up on emotion. He's so charged up, and also too, like sometimes he'll get asked some hard questions, and uh, like even though he skirts around them, it's impressive to see somebody even getting hard, asked hard questions live. You know, there's no softballs, there's no pre. I mean, like you, you, you see him get red sometimes and get and just kind of. He definitely will CEO his way through some things, but it is, I mean, he, for better or worse, he's having to do it, though. Like, where these other guys are getting, you know, these other com- big companies and CEOs are getting asked, you know, questions that are give me questions. Yeah, I mean, no, whenever, you, whenever you're Not trying no, to have... Hey, what's up with Jake Paul and fighter pay, you know? Yeah, you know, it's like whenever you're trying to sit there and have a conversation about... You know, the, the performance of the night bonuses that you just handed out and all of a sudden somebody's asking you about the unionization of the fighters and, mm-hmm. you know, the distribution of, of, of the flow of revenue and making it more like other leagues. And, you know, it's like, fuck, dude, I'm trying to trying to be amped up about Cyril Gaon winning a heavyweight championship, bringing a heavyweight championship to France. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got bigger fish to fry right now than, than talk about fighter pay at my press at my post pipe presser. <laughs> Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. For better or worse, he answers those questions. He's a thug. But um, I, 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 hard on his sleeve. I mean, as a businessman, right? Like we're we're business owners. Yeah. We, we we've we've had to deal with questions in front of cameras and shit. And like that shit's hard, man. And like I can't I, I, I definitely give props to Dana for oh yeah putting his letting his nuts hang and, and doing that shit regularly. Yeah man. I mean like I said, it's a... Uh, and eventually, like I said, it'll get a little better for the fighters. It's just going to take some time, man. I mean, NFL players weren't paid well for a very long time. Well, those pay differences are also different, man. Like, the NFL is a nonprofit where, you know, you have individual teams. Owners. And, 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 the, and the flow of, like the, the, like, the cost of putting on the promotion is diffused differently. You know, the UFC is the sole cost uh, provider. You know, they're the sole people paying to put these events on. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you've got... Oh well, we're coming to Houston, so the Houston League is gonna put provide all the fighters and all that shit, and we're just like the brokerage, right? Like, no, they go and put that shit on every time. It's not like they're going to yeah, the Houston League stadium and doing the Houston League's athletes, and you know, relying on leagues and teams and uh, letting those people be the burden bearers of the cost. You know what I'm saying? And they just be the profit clearinghouse at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. um, you know, they're actually doing it. So again, it's a little different. And I think a lot of people who don't understand it just aren't looking at it yeah the, exactly but no i mean and like i said it's never going to be 50 50 with the way the ufc has to put the bill for everything but exactly. people won't understand that but it, it, it'll get closer it'll get better yep I, I definitely think that it's fair to say that a person who's signed to the roster should not be having to wait tables to facilitate no. themselves going and competing when they're signed to the roster no period um, well they asked it's funny man they asked him about that girl who was uh who you know got kind of I guess she got real, uh, she basically said she was completely broke, you know, and she was poor because of support and that 50K, you know, really. Life changed. Yeah, and he was like, uh, that girl has no degree or nothing like that, and she made $80,000 in six months, you know, which was one of Dana's rebuttals to that. And I was like, that's kind of a fair point, you know. But that being said, after the tax, man, she pays everybody out. She made 40K, but still. Well, it's like also they're expected to float that, right? Like they're expected to go out and float that to start. Right, like I feel like they should have a, a, an operating salary. If you're well, if you're if you're well, on if you're on the roster, you should have an operating salary so that you can go pay good. for your shit. They're good. They got a lot of they got a lot of shit covered. I mean, because Dan and Zabella would be, we'll come to the Performance Institute and you can train there for free. Well, who wants to uproot their family so that they can go get free training? Like I'm on the Don't roster. Don't say he didn't provide it though. It's his it's his argument. Yeah, yeah. But I agree with you. I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, yeah, moving on down the uh, performance of the night, uh, Vince Luque. I mean, man, yeah, he deserves. We already it. covered it, man. He's yeah. such a savage. That Darce choke, man. I really uh, thought Chesa was gonna get him, and then man, Chiesa took him down and took his back, and they weren't even real like sweaty yet. I thought that for sure Chiesa was about to put a stamp on that, and then no, man, he reversed the position and caught Chiesa and finished it, and deserves every penny of that. It was a, a great performance. It's a great competitor who was out for blood. Yeah. And we did it, did the job. Did the job well. And uh, also, it looks like Jessica actually missed this by Jessica Pinay. Uh, so I, I, I watched one. it. It was fantastic. Jessica Pinay. Uh, so Jessica Pinay, like, tried to pull guard or, like, got knocked down or something. And uh, Cole Kawich kind of, like, thought about it for a second and then, like, engaged with her on the ground. Uh, and, like, I guess, Why? She's not I guess she just thought that she could control her on top. Yeah. Um, and she wound up getting swept and getting in top position, like got mounted and then um armbar. Yeah, and she worked for this arm bar like really effectively, mm-hmm. man. They rolled a couple times and like she yeah, seen the highlight. she did some really, really impressive top level shit to get that arm bar. Um and so it again, I felt like it was very deserving of a performance tonight. The biggest uh, shocker in that fight for me is that uh Carolina's still in the UFC. So, <laughs> she ain't no more, bro. Yeah, we'll that, how many now. L's is that in a row? I don't know exactly know how many it is, but uh, I just think they're trying to keep her sister happy, right? No, she's not a no, no. no you're you're thinking of Shevchenko. Oh yeah, um, yeah. She uh, she actually, her sister's not as good as her neither, but she ain't lost like this girl. I feel like Kovalevich is. I mean, let's pull it up, man, because I don't I don't remember how many. I mean, she's five straight losses, bro. Oh my god. Five straight losses. Yeah, that's a that's a. That's unfortunate. That's that's, that's pack your bags. That's and let's put it like this. She's seven out of her last nine fights, all UFC. Better but losses. She's beat Rose Namajunas. But again, look up. Man, it was you know Rose must have been you know. How it was, liter- was she? literally six years ago, and it was a split decision. Right. But so yeah, it might have just been poor judging. Right, right, right. But either yeah. way, hard hard spot for Carolina. Absolutely. And then uh, the last actual performance of the night was uh, Miles John. He's the let's see. Left hand of the body. Oh, this was this is oh. beautiful. This is one of the ones that I uh, I sent you. I actually recorded this and sent it to you so you could see it. It's where he he dug him to the body real hard with the left hand and then brought that right over the top and sent this guy to bink him to mega space, hit him with a nine iron. <laughs> Man, good for that guy. Glad he got paid. Yeah, and good for Fortis uh, for, for Fortis MMA out of Dallas. You know, again, oh, yeah, uh, Texans national or you know national pride of Texas type shit. Like any any camp that's running out of Texas, you're gonna get like just silly silly support for me right so oh, absolutely. Uh, so be on yeah that. safe so, be completely biased on yeah, that safe side the sarge uriah hall all those guys man all those guys turning out of, out of fortis yeah, i mean man. hell our man alonzo everybody everybody gets everybody gets the the high five absolutely um i can't think of the guy's name it kind of spaced me i was gonna i wanted to throw in there we got to get homeboy out of a uh, texas roadhouse uh i can't think of oh his name. shit uh that's that's worth googling. What UFC fighter is working at Texas Roadhouse? I can't remember his name. He's a, oh Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal. Oh, we gotta get Jeff Neal out of yeah, Roadhouse. Yeah, bro. How you man? Imagine having hands of steel like delivering your food. Like if he's working food runner that night. Wow, man. That's crazy. I, I, like I said, I wouldn't be able to contain myself. I'm sure. I mean, at this point, I don't think he's doing that no more. But uh, but either way, yeah. It, it, I mean, at this point, in him being in his hometown, there's no way that he cannot get harassed. But it's probably a good thing, man. If you go in there, you get freaking $20, $50 a table. 
Might not be so bad. Work three nights a week, you make a thousand dollars. Might also suck. Might get drunk dudes at the bar being like, "Where's that motherfucker? Hands of steel. I'm ready." Yeah, <laughs> you know that'd be the last saying? thing I want to deal with. Exactly. You know, you don't want to deal with no drunks, especially whenever you're a freaking trained killer. You turn into Mike Perry. Yeah, man. The binking old truck drivers at the at the right, beer right, joint. Right. So that's but, uh, that, that's the last of the uh, the last of the yeah, bonuses. That's the last of the bonus, man. That pretty much wraps up the card. You know, I mean, the, the main card there. UFC 265. Well, we can just parlay this into the next big card. We're, so for everybody who's listening, which is probably nobody for the first several of these, um, we're going to be doing these after every prime, every big UFC event, uh, every UFC uh, pay-per-view. Uh, if there, Those are the ones we're going to just kind of guarantee ourselves. Yeah. Today, right? But we would like to, you know, we'll mix in some fight nights, especially if there's some loaded up ones. And, uh, and if there's and like maybe a f- we'll do some, you know, some little previews too. Also, if there's like a if there's like a fight night and a PFL and a Bellator, yeah. you know, if it's a if it's a loaded up weekend, you know, we might come in and talk about it. But you know, if there's a if there's a UFC card that you paid for, you can pretty much bank on us talking about it on Tuesday. And with uh, with that being said, the next big card that's coming out is 266, and it's going to be a fun one, man. They're they're doing the headliner of that is Alexander Volkov and Brian Ortega, which is the they're the hosts of this year's iteration of the ultimate fighter so yeah, they're building it up y'all are out there watching that yeah yeah I was, so well, i'm sure we didn't have to tell y'all about that but anyways yeah it looks like it's a, gonna be a i guess a double title fight um with shevchenko fighting lauren murphy man poor lauren murphy man <laughs> oh my god that's another that's a texas girl she's ugh. anyways it's um, just like dude you could you could throw Cyril gone in there against Valentina Shevchenko, and I'd be like, Cyril gone's about to get his ass kicked. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, Valentina's just that chick. Absolutely. I mean, I wonder who's gonna. Uh, you know, to start, I wonder who's gonna. Win. Who do you think's gonna win out of Alexander Volkov and Ortega? Uh, man, if I had to, I don't really know, man. Honestly, you had to call it right now. If I had to call it right now, man. I think, uh, I think Ortega. Really? Yeah, man. I really do think so. I think. Really? That, what do you think? You think he catches him in a in a in, a, in like a yeah. guillotine or something? So catches him something wild, man. I just I feel just, like Volkov has like a four fucking two hundred fifty pound dude's neck. You gonna be honest with you? I don't really think he's gonna win. I just want Ortega to win because that's the fastest track to Max Holloway getting his belt back. Because I feel like Max Holloway should be champ. <sighs> man, right that's so fair. That's so, so fair. And man, yeah, going back and fun. looking at that Volkov Holloway fight, man, those stats were flip flop between fight one and two. And if they were judging. Fight two, the way they judged fight one, Max Holloway should have won. And who, mm. and whoever whoever did that deserves an ass beating. But um, I honestly think that Volkov gets it done. I think that he's like a – I think he used to be like 250-pound rugby player. I think his neck is just like too thick to choke. I think he's really smart. He's going to leg kick him. I think he's going to stay out at range. I think it's going to be a good night for, for Volkov at the office, to be honest. Yeah, man. Like I said, it's too early for me to call it right now. But as I start seeing more stuff come out, I'll kind of have a better sense of it. And you'll also have to uh, – Pay for my Patreon to get the uh, exclusive breakdown on the card, anyways. Oh, yeah, nah, the, just the, the previews with the Patreon. <laughs> right, um, right, right. But Valentina Shevchenko, I think we all know Valentina's going to murder Lauren Murphy, yeah, unfortunately. I don't even really need to talk too much on that and one. I think that's not going to go good. The next one is some shit that I never thought that I'd ever get to see in my life a Nick Diaz rematch with Robbie Lawler. What type of weird parallel timeline did my ass fall into where I'm watching Nick Diaz, Robbie Lawler live in 2021? I don't know, but I'll take it. I'll take it, too. I'm pumped. I think that, uh, man, I guess whoever's managing and running the the Diaz brothers now is doing a great job, man. I mean, they're not taking those shitty fights. Like, they were rumoring some shit like 
Nick Diaz versus uh, Chemayev and stuff. And I'm like, dude, I ain't trying to see him get, you know, come in and just fight some young, hungry dude like that. But they, they did it up real right. I think, I think they're just smart. Know? I think it's those guys. I think they've been smart the whole time. Oh, absolutely. You know, between them them and, you know, and it, it, either way, man, that, that's a good fight there. It's not no, like, that's not setting Nick up just to get retired. <laughs> no, I mean, he's already beat Robbie. Exactly. It's a winnable fight for him. But, I mean, it's also like, if we're being honest, I'm a hardcore Nick Diaz fan. And I'm thinking I'm going for Nick no matter what. Um, you know, Robbie should be the favorite in that fight. I mean, he's been doing it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just obvious. Yeah, there's a difference in running triathlete, but there's a difference in running triathlons and fighting. Right, right, And right. Nick Diaz running triathlons, Robbie been fighting. Right. But the whole card's pretty fun. I mean, like I said, we'll uh, we'll definitely have to get more into it. I mean, I mean there's a Marlon Moraes fight. I know we want to. There's a Jessica Andrade fight. Curtis Blades, Jarzinho, Biggie That's Boy is going to be fight. a good fight. Hey man, Jarzinho at heavyweight could be. Fun. I mean, could be. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was thinking that he had fought it like. Never mind, scratch that whole thing. I was thinking he had fought it like heavy or something. Like yeah, that. he's exclusively like, fought it heavy. But I mean, yeah, I was. But either way, though, that's a good fight. I think man. Curtis probably gets that done. Uh, I think Curtis beats everybody except for. I mean, I think next time he fights Derek, he wins. Me too, me too. I don't know. I can't believe he let that happen. But I mean, I mean, it is what it is. Do a naked, do a naked single leg, bro. That's what Curtis happens. Curtis is de- dedicated, though, man. Has no problem being boring if you know he has to win a fight that way. So. Oh, he ain't going nowhere. He's gonna come back and he's he's gonna fight whoever they get him, whoever they want him to. Absolutely. And I mean, with that, we can pretty much put a bow on this, man. It, it's been a really fun experience. It was our first one. Yeah. We experienced a couple little kinks, but uh, you know, I think all things considered, it came out great. I think the people who are listening are gonna really enjoy it and. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll come back in a, in a hundred episodes and laugh at this one, man. It'll be a good time. Yeah, sounds good, man. Like I said, thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, beautiful. Uh, everybody. Until the next one. Yeah, I really appreciate everybody tuning in, if you tuned in. Uh, and between here and there, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.